Hello everyone. Before the show starts, I just wanted to let you know that these are old episodes from our radio show when we could actually play the music. Because we don't want to have our shows removed because of copyright laws, we've cut out the songs. Also, because these are old episodes, the polls are expired and the winners have already been decided. Stay tuned for our newest episodes and follow us at FaceOffChicago on social media to vote for the next show. Hello, hello, hello. This is Radio DePaul, Chicago's college connection, and you are listening to Face Off with Callie and Tristan. And we're going to have a good time this week. We are going to face off two artists of a similar genre. And at the end, we're going to post an Instagram poll and our listeners are going to get to vote on who their favorite artist is. So... Last week, we did Childish Gambino versus Janelle Monet, and we didn't do an Instagram poll, so we don't have a winner for last week. But usually right now, we would announce the winner for last week, but we are going to go into our artists. Yeah, so our artists this week are going to be Fall Out Boy and Panic at the Disco. So going with a pop, emo punk um Genre, and I'm really glad that we're starting with this this subgenre. It's one of my favorites. Um, so I am going to be arguing for Fall Out Boy, and Callie is going to be arguing for Panic at the Disco. However, disclaimer: I have seen both of them in concert, and they're both amazing. So, so basically, Tristan's <laughs> saying that he knows more about the artists, uh, <laughs> which he does. Honestly, I'm gonna be completely honest. I listen to. I've been to a Fall Out Boy concert, and I listen to some Panic at the Disco songs, but this genre is not one that I know a lot about, so I had to do a lot of research for the show, but it's still really exciting. Yeah. It's just a really fun genre, kind of a guilty pleasure genre almost. So Fall Out Boy, if you don't know, uh, is a rock band, kind of one of the earliest examples of pop punk. Um, So pop punk, if you don't know, is a genre coming out of punk from the 70s like Ramones and uh, The Clash, The Descendants, etc. Blink-182 is probably one of the earliest um, pop punk bands. Um, So Fall Out Boy kind of incorporates more emo styles into it. So their first album was 2003 um, and their members are Patrick Stump, Pete Wentz, Joe Troman, and Andy Hurley and they're still going today just as, as Panic is. They really are. They're yeah. <laughs> they're still going strong, yeah. but I don't know about their music though. <laughs> um, so a little bit about Panic of the Panic at the Disco. They are a band that started in 2005, and they kind of followed the footsteps of Fall Out Boy. Actually, they really uh, did. Follow actually, the footsteps. I read that. Uh, Panic signed to Fall Out Boy's label. Yeah, so in like, like 2004. So they've toured together one yeah. time as well. So yeah. they they've crossed paths and they're literally like their genres are so similar, and they kind of um, both emerged from this emo kind of cult like subculture of the mid 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like, I remember in middle school and kind of late elementary school, like, the type of people that would listen to yeah. the music. And it's just so funny because it's, like, definitely the stereotype of, like, emo, yeah. punk, rock stuff. But, but yeah, so Panic at the Disco has basically 
evolved a little bit more than <laughs> Fallout Boy, I would False. say. No, 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 no. Okay, they, sorry. <laughs> and I'll go into it more in the show, but they started out as a punk rock band, but they've really turned into something else that's kind of more current and with the times. So without further ado, let's get started with Fallout Boy. Tristan, what yeah, do you yeah. have? So the first song that I wanted to show off is from their debut album called Take This to Your Grave. Um, so this was like kind of a cornerstone album for all of the bands that would follow. So My Chemical Romance, Panic at the Disco, um, etc. Like uh, Paramore, so many of these bands. And so the song that I want to show off is Saturday. And, you know, just a warning that there is a little bit of screaming at the end. But I... <laughs> I think it's done really tastefully, actually, because I'm not a, a huge fan of Screamo, but I like it whenever it's used well in songs. Um, Just like, like a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. And then also whenever there is some nice like falsettos going on at the same time, it's a really cool contrast. Um, so this song features some of that, and it's just really, really punk rock, and that's kind of their origin. Fun fact is they actually are from Chicago, from Wilmette, and their first public performance was at DePaul University at our cafeteria. What? Fun fact. In our literally yeah. in the student center. In the stew. <laughs> yeah. In the so stew. the the song that we're gonna go with is called Saturday. All right. That was Saturday by Fallout Boy. Yep. So yeah, that was <clears> awesome. <throat> it really brought me back to like the t the two thousands, yeah. like late middle school. Oh my goodness. I'm I'm having bad memories. <laughs> I, I kind of missed that movement, so I got into them like in high school. Um, but yeah, it's fun. All right, so on to Panic at the Disco. So the first song that I want to show off is one that Tristan literally made me put. Uh, it's necessary <laughs> on the show. It's a must listen. It's from their very first album called A Fever You Can't Sweat Out. And this song is literally the song that made them famous. It's called I Write Sins, Not Tragedies. And so this album was released in 2005, like two years later um, than Fall Out Boy's first album. But again, the band emerged from this emo movement in the mid 2000s. Um, and honestly, I would say that <laughs> Fall Out Boy walked so Panic at the Disco could run. You know that uh. meme? Because, okay, yeah, Fall Out Boy started the movement, but Panic at the Disco basically mastered it and then moved on to better things. Okay. So... I'll respond to that in my next argument. All right, all right. So um, Panic has definitely had a long journey of experimenting with different styles. After their first album, they went on to do kind of a... 60s psychedelic influenced album kind of like the Beatles ish and then after that they did an album that was 80s new wave style so very disco um, synthy and poppy and with all of these styles kind of changing and evolving while it does give them kind of it kind of differentiates them from other bands of the of a similar genre at the same time um, they've been it's really hard for them to keep band members because of it <laughs> and so there's a lot of band members that um, started out and liked their sound and then when Brendan Yuri is yep. that his last name Brendan Yuri was he basically 
springboarded all of the new ideas that the band had and a lot of people didn't didn't agree with the new styles that he wanted to do so they left the band so there's a lot of people moving around and brendan is basically the only one that stayed so without further ado this is the song of the century not really but it's a good song it's called i write sins not tragedies Welcome back from the commercial break, back to Face Off. Um, So we're going to get into our next argument. So I'm going to be arguing for Fall Out Boy. Um, Their next song that I'm going to show off is Thanks for the Memories. Um, So you were talking about how uh, Fall Out Boy really hasn't evolved. and Are you about to refute my argument? Yeah. So... While the songs that I am showing today won't necessarily show their total uh, evolution in that you would see like in their recent albums like Mania or American Psycho, um, but you will see from very early on a key characteristic of pop punk is pop melodies and structures. And so even though so Fall Out Boy is still able to stay true to their rock roots while still incorporating those melodies, which I think is important. Whereas Panic, I think, really uses a lot of pop instrumentation, a lot of plucky sounds, and I think a fault with their first album, even though that song is so great, they reuse many melodies and lyrics over and over again, which could be a plus or minus because even the Ramones did that. They use a lot of the same chord structures. Like there's some songs that sound exactly the same, um, which I just think is interesting. Um, but anyways, Follow Up Boy, Thanks for the Memories, was the, from their third uh, studio album. So their second one came out in 2005, I want to say, from Under the Cork Tree, and that went uh, double platinum and was a huge hit. And then their next album, Infinity on High, featured Thanks for the Memories. And um, I think this is just a good song to show where they were at their peak. And it's, um, you know, just just a solid rock song um, to get an idea of who they are kind of at their core. All right. That was Thanks for the Memories by Fall Out Boy. And now to this superior artist, Panic at the Disco. (laughs) False. Um, Panic at the Disco. So the next song I want to show off is called House of Memories. So, you know... Thanks for the memories, House of Memories. We're we're battling out here. There's a theme here. Um, So this is actually my favorite song by Panic at the Disco. It is kind of in tune with what is like the epitome of their album called Death of a Bachelor, um, released in 2016. And I'm going to play Death of a Bachelor later because that song is also really epic. But House of Memories is kind of a mixture of their past style combined with this new style that they have. And in in a way, it's a lot more current. It's not just rock. There's a lot of sounds um, that are poppy. There's a fast technical beat uh, mixed with like the same harsh guitars that you see in a lot of their that you hear in a lot of their songs and also a very heavy drum beat. So their sound is more electronic and they also like to experiment. They've, they've always done this, is experiment with different instruments. They do a lot of like 
horn beats mm-hmm. and a lot of strings. Yeah. So they'll do really like, cool. yeah, like after their bridge, um, in a lot of songs, they'll have kind of like a string segment, which is really awesome because it, it really shows how much they love music when they're when they're willing to bring in this different type of music like like a like a string instrument a violin and kind of um incorporate that into their music and it really shows how they appreciate all types of music by by bringing that into their songs and also one thing i really love about house of memories is that it kind of shows off their amazing capability of writing lyrics yeah so they have this way of like in capturing you and kind of literally bringing you into this feeling that they're trying to convey so in a lot of their songs they're they're trying to convey the feeling of nostalgia and youth and fun and while a lot of rock bands like green day and um other bands bring in politics and stuff like that they really stray away from that and they just focus on like this fun youthful lyrics but also their lyrics tend to be more articulate and older so it's kind of this um this duality of lyrics where they're talking about youthful things but in a way that's not like like youthful like not someone who's young would write these lyrics so um without further ado this is house of memories Welcome back to Radio DePaul. This is Face Off. If you were just joining us, we are about halfway through debating Fall Out Boy and Panic at the Disco. Um, one thing I actually wanted to add on to what you were saying uh, about their like instrumentation that I think is really cool is um, they use some really cool samples sometimes. So I can't remember which song it is, but they actually use a B-52 sample. Um, oh, wow. So I think it's Rock Lobster, if you know that song. No, it's I really need to good. listen. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyways, so I agree both uh, Panic as well as Fall Out Boy have really interesting lyrical content, and I think that's just something about the genre that is unique. And if you look at both of their earlier albums, they use really long, like unnecessarily long uh, song names. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But it's just like really unique and not something that you really see before. And it's kind of like, the the lyrics are very unique and like kind of hyper referential i think in a way um that i just think gives them a special quality to them but anyways the next song that i'm going to talk about is what a catch johnny um donny not johnny um by uh in their fully adu album which is was kind of a more controversial um, album, but I think is an underrated one. And so it's a ballad that kind of takes on more uh, serious issues like suicide. And the whole album has more serious issues. And actually, uh, I think it was, I was one of the two founding members um, was using, I think it was Pete Wentz. Yeah. Started taking LSD Um in the making of that album and because he was trying to get some sort of creative inspiration, but it kind of led the band down a bad path. And for a a moment there, they almost broke up. uh, And after this album, they kind of took a hiatus. Um, But I think it's just important to show how they have struggled, but they're such a strong band and they have such a strong 
motivation that they keep continuing uh, to this day. So this is What a Catch Donnie, really great ballad. I hope you enjoy it. All right, that was What a Catch Donnie by Fallout Boy. So we just realized that there's a lot of, um, like, what do you call them? Like sound bites or? Yeah. Um, if you noticed uh, at the end, I forgot there's a lot of different uh, lyrics that's taken from other songs. So even Brendan Urie is, there's a whole bunch of people singing these like interludes um, that's kind of referencing other songs. And it's like this culmination of, their career and their struggle, which I think is really cool. I was like, I was hearing some other voice and I was like, this is not Pete Wentz. <laughs> Who is this? And it was Elvis. I, I, I think, think that's it was awesome. Elvis. Um, so back to Panic at the Disco. I'm going to play another song um, from the album Death of a Bachelor, which came out in 2016. And that's the song Death of a Bachelor. And this song is one that Tristan told me, like, you have to listen to it. And I listened to it, and I realized why. Like, this song is so epic. I've never heard anything like it before. Yeah. It reminded me of, like, this, like, twisted love song that, like, a jaguar on the prowl for, like, some, like, romantic night or whatever. But it's just, it's really cool. Um, one thing that really makes this song is Brendan Urie's voice. And he is such an awesome singer. He is so precise with his like articulation. I Never once am I not able to understand what he's saying. And I think, I think he does that because he really wants every lyric to be heard. And he wants his, like, the, the emotions of every word to come out. And one thing about his singing that I don't really see with a lot of other singers is that he will put an emotion on a phrase. Like he'll he'll have one phrase be like this wispy, velvety type singing, and then he'll jump into a chorus and completely just oh, belt yeah. it out. Like it's amazing. It's something that I like. You don't really see that often. Yeah. Um, he does it in concert, and it's amazing whenever he just shows off. It's yeah, crazy. it's it's it, it kind of catches you by surprise. It's also just addicting to listen to is how his voice is able to change like that. So this song was inspired by Frank Sinatra, and you'll definitely hear that. It kind of has like a Michael Bublé vibe in the beginning. It has a classy style to it, yet the chorus goes into this more like dirty, hard... Uh, it's a completely different um, style from like the beginning of the song. So take a listen. This is Death of a Bachelor by Panic at the Disco. All right. That was Death of a Bachelor by Panic at the Disco. Me and Tristan were just talking about the song and the way he described it. He said it's sexy. And literally I was like, for real, like this song is probably the sexiest song that they have, even though that's a quality in a lot of their songs but yeah. it's just it's so good and that mm -hmm. saxophone segment after the bridge was so amazing creative. yeah um so the next song it by fall Out boy is the phoenix um so i chose this because it is what they 
from the album called Save Rock and Roll that they kind of returned with after after their five-year hiatus. So after Fully Odd in 2008, they returned in 2013. And so another song that you would definitely know from this album is uh, my songs Know What You Did in the Dark. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> everyone knows that. And then their next albums after that, American Beauty, American Psycho, you would know like every song off that album, Uma Thurman, Irresistible Centuries. Um, but I wanted to choose this one because it's a popular song, but not as popular. So I like that they they kind of reinterpret their rock roots. So this is more of a traditional rock album, but it still obviously has those pop melodies. Um, and uh, I won't be able to address their more pop sounds but they do experiment with other sounds like EDM in their recent album, um, as well as other pop instrumentation, which I think is really interesting, as well as experimenting with other features and branching out to other artists um, to get multi-genre crossover, which is really cool. Um, although some people see that as selling out or you know, not staying true to your fans, but you know, it just depends. So this is The Phoenix. All right. That was The Phoenix by Fallout Boy. So we are going back into Panic at the Disco. The last song I want to play is called Old Fashioned. And this is from their new album, Pray for the Wicked. And this most recent album is the most electronic and pop album that they have. If it gives you any idea of what it sounds like high hopes is on this album and it's recently like been all over the top 40 charts so it's definitely um something that is telling us that panic at the disco is really trying to evolve with the times and really be like a pop artist rather than a traditional rock artist um we were just talking about how fallout boy they're, the album that that last song was from is called Save Rock and Roll. So it really it really tells us that you know Fall Out Boy is trying to have to keep this rock and roll audience, while Panic at the Disco is trying to do something completely different. So without further ado, this is Old Fashioned. That was Old Fashioned by Panic at the Disco. So we are closing out our show face off. Thank you for listening, as always, and we have our show on RadioDePaul.com every Wednesdays from 7 to 8 p.m., and we have an announcement about our social media. So we have an Instagram. You can follow it at FaceOffShow uh, on Instagram, uh, and you can also follow me at Tristan Wilbers or Callie. At Callie Raff. And we will be posting our polls for the show on Radio DePaul's Instagram, our own personal Instagrams, and our new show Instagram called Face Off's Show. So please go vote at all of those four social media accounts. And once again, thank you so much for listening. We had a lot of fun, and we hope you did too. So with that being said, we are signing off. Have a good night.